following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan, 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. In a few moments, Lomas Brown from the Lions Radio Network, former Lion. We'll get his thoughts on Damar Hamlin and what happened last night in Cincinnati. Latest update uh, from the Bills. Uh, Damar's marketing rep, family spokesperson, uh, still in critical condition. University of Cincinnati uh, Medical Center in Southern Ohio. And we'll keep you posted if we hear anything. We'll talk to Lomas about that. Also, the Lions being flexed to Sunday night football against the Packers. Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, about the Lions and the Packers and help needed from the Rams to beat Seattle. You'll give up a few spots with that first-round pick you got from Stafford for the Lions to have a chance Sunday night to play for a playoff spot. Green Bay is. They win. They are in. So Lions conversation, more on DeMar Hamlin coming up. That GoFundMe he put together two years ago for a fundraiser for toys for kids at a center in Pittsburgh, as it went over $5 million, it was approaching $5 million. It's at $4.8 million. And the original goal there in the GoFundMe page was 2500 That is the true heart of America. It really is. Man, when we see... People hurting or tragedy in America. We don't see color of skin. We don't see religion. We don't see uh, how big your house is or how nice your car is or who you vote for, what side of town you live on. We don't. We can unite, and it's a beautiful thing. Talk to Lomas in a moment. First, Mike from Holland has been patient listening on WHTC on Michigan's West Coast. You're on the Huge Show. Hi, Bill. Hey, Michael. How you doing? Good, man. What's on your mind? Well, I was uh, I was telling Brett that I was at the uh, Chuck Hughes game back in '71. So you were you were in Detroit yeah. at the Chuck Hughes game, and he's the Lions' wide receiver uh, who died on the field, right? That is correct. Yeah, it was. Uh, we were at Tiger Stadium, the old Tiger Stadium. Uh, the field used to run from left field to first base, and we were kind of sitting out in um, K-Line Corner. I was with a buddy of mine. We got tickets from a, his dad, who was a sales rep. Um, so they were driving. It was late in the game. 
And so we had to look through the defense, but he went back to the, um, he was heading back to the huddle and he went down. We thought he had tripped. Um, and then Butkus started going nuts. And we thought something's, something's very weird here. And then, look, when I was watching the game last night, it was very reminiscent. I mean, I just wanted to see some movement from this this young man, and that's what we never saw that day. We never saw Chuck Hughes do anything. And so um, eventually they came in and um, they took him out in an ambulance. And I think they ran a couple more plays, but then that was it because it was towards the end of the game. And then we didn't know anything until we were listening to WJR on our way home. We lived out in Troy at the time. And um, they said he had passed away, and it was it was not cool. We just, you know, we go to – it was actually the first Lions game I had ever been to. And it was not it, – it was very – it was – when I was watching last night, uh, it brought all that stuff back again. It was not cool. Mike, how long did they uh, delay the game? Because they continued the game afterwards, correct? In Detroit, 1971, uh, the Lions-Bears, the old Tiger Stadium, right? They did. They they probably were, it was the same thing as last night. It probably went on for 16, 17 minutes, and then they brought on the ambulance. They took him out. Eventually, they found out, I think he had passed away right then, but... Um, yeah, they it, 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 the activity on the field was very similar to last night. It just there was nothing going on. People were upset. Everybody was quiet, and you know it's almost to the end of the game, and we just kind of wanted to get out of there at that point. Mike, thank you for uh, sharing your story on that tragic night with Chuck Hughes or uh, afternoon uh, with the Lions at the Old Tiger Stadium. I appreciate you uh, sharing yeah. this with the audience. All right. Thank you, Bill. And let's, I just want to keep that tomorrow in our, in our hearts. Amen. We all are. And I appreciate you, Mike and Holland, listening on WHTC on Michigan's uh, West Coast. Yeah, we, we all have DeMar Hamlin in our hearts. We do. And we all pray uh, that he gets through it. Now, like I said, from uh, the announcers, uh, Buck Aikman, everybody, ESPN, I'm not a big fan of, uh, ESPN where they are today, but I thought last night it was real. And it was not agenda-driven, nothing. Not, not, even Twitter, uh, outside a few knuckleheads, which, you know, Twitter, you're going to get them. It was just real. It was real love, uh, real emotion, uh, anywhere I turned last night. And that is rare as a country on anything. All the teams, uh, the Lions, everybody. Uh, all in unison. And we weren't, you know, judging anybody or anything. It was prayers up for DeMar Hamlin. That was it. So Lomas Brown will join us in a moment for the Lions Radio Network. We'll get his thoughts on uh, what happened last night. Lions also flexed to Sunday night uh, with the Packers. Lions need the Rams to beat Seattle in that earlier game a little after 4 p.m. on Sunday. If the Rams beat the Seahawks, and the Lions will play Green Bay Sunday night for a playoff spot. Green Bay wins, they're in. Lomas Brown from the Lions Radio Network Colin. is standing by uh, on the Meyer guest sign. How you doing? What's going on, buddy? I'm good. Huge. How you doing? Did you say you're cold? 
Uh, no, no, nah, no. Nah. I was talking to the wife. I was just teasing my wife. I was like, I don't know, Hughes. I was just acting. Re- I don't know. I don't know. We all we all go there. We don't know. Hey, a lot of us get to that point, Lomas, <laughs> where we don't know why we said something to the woman in our right, life. Right, right, right. <laughs> you, know, you get this advanced age, and you just say things that you don't even know why. I know. <laughs> She's like, "Hey, I'm I'm getting dinner ready. How long are you going to be on the phone with that huge guy?" And you're like, uh, uh, "Is the phone working?" <laughs> you say something where where you, you pause for a moment. And you go, "Do I have do I have the onset of dementia right now?" Is that yeah, right? Right. <laughs> she's like, she looks at you like you know. She's going, "Okay, sure." I didn't even say anything about the phone. Uh, right, right. All right. Well, uh, yeah, man. Uh, we'll get to the Lions and the Packers and uh, the Sunday night finale, uh, regular season game yesterday. About this time, everybody was getting word that it had been flexed, uh, which is awesome for the Lions to get that big stage. They just need help from Baker Mayfield and McVay and the Rams to beat the Seahawks. But remember, the Seahawks don't have a pass rush. Baker Mayfield could have a big day. Uh, we'll see what happens there. We'll talk about that, but. Uh, as a former NFL player, I want to get your thoughts on uh, when you first locked in on what happened to DeMar Hamlin last night in Cincinnati. What were you thinking? Oh, man. I, it, it was shocking at first just to see him fall back the way he fell. And, you know, and, and just the reaction of the players, huge. I, I, that was just, that was the telltale sign. And, Again, you know, no no comparison because he was all right and you weren't dealing with CPR and life and death right there. But it just is kind of the somber move that was over when Mike Utley got paralyzed there. And then hearing from a lot of alumni, about 12 alumni, uh, Lions alumni, they were upset because the announcers kept saying that this has never happened, but they were teammates of Reggie Brown. Uh, when he went down here, um, and they actually had to resuscitate him. So it has happened. So, you know, just thoughts and prayers are with him. And, man, I'm just hoping that he recovers, that he comes out of this, man, because this is just, this would just be tragic. So hopefully, man, things will, will look up for him. But right now, it's just, we're just in a wait and see pattern. And that's how it should be. It shouldn't be nothing talked about football, the games, this, that, that, and that. It should all be thoughts about him and his health and hopefully him getting. Uh, recovery. Yeah, I brought up the Reggie Brown story last hour with Frank Schwab from Yahoo.com that Reggie had stopped breathing, CPR was performed, and I, I think last night where you get the emotion is anytime somebody sees CPR being performed, you think life and death, right? Absolutely. I mean, and again, and I'm glad the NFL did what they did. Well, they didn't really have a choice. So it's not like I'm glad they did what they did. They didn't have a choice. There's no way as a player. It's hard enough when you see guys get injured on the field and know you got to go back out on that field and that injury could happen to you. And I'm talking about knees, ankles, shoulders, whatever like that. When you talk about a person having to be resuscitated, a person that had basically died on the field, that's just something that nobody can even imagine. It's something that you never think about, you know, but it's something that was so surreal 
uh, it just kind of took your breath away. It really did. And thank goodness for the technology, the responders, you know, the doctors. Just thank, thank goodness just all this uh, thing pointed towards safety has just taken everything that they do to a whole nother level. Uh, how about Reggie Brown when they had to resuscitate him and perform CPR at the Silver Dome back in 97, the Lions uh, Jets game? They, after getting him uh, back breathing, they had the ambulance out on the field. They took him away, and the Lions continued that game. That was crazy. That's what I'm saying. It's so. It's so different now. Now you just see, you just see how football was back in our days, and just how football is so different today. You are absolutely right from everything, just everything you could think of. I mean, even uh, you know when you talk about some of the things that happened in the past with Daryl Stingley and just some of the other Chuck Hughes and. Just everything, you just go back there. It was just played differently. It was just thought up differently. But today with social media and just, you know, with everything that comes along with that, I just thought, I, I just could, the, the NFL was in a no-win situation. There's just no way. Unless they had heard from the hospital, he's responsive and everything's all right. But still then, it would just been hard. I interviewed Reggie Brown. You know, he's from Austin, Texas. He still had the halo on. It was the off season during his recovery. He came in studio. And this is a true story, Lomas. I was working for KJFK in Austin, Texas. He played high school ball in Austin, played at Texas A&M. He comes in studio, and we're talking about the injury, what he remembered, uh, what the process will be. Uh, again, not even thinking about playing football again, just wanted to get the halo off and uh, get everything medically right. So we're having a conversation about what he remembered. And Lomas, I, my producer never hit the record button on the cassette. And I'm talking with Reggie right across from me. And I said, what do you remember? He says, well, I, I remember kind of getting knocked out. And then I saw my grandmother at a carnival. And I'm like, wow. yeah, hold on. This, I, this is like goosebump stuff. And this is the truth. I, I would not lie. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, I saw her and uh, she she said you're not ready or something. Like, this is out of a movie. And I'm going, and I'm just, I, I, I'm like, wow. I, I, I go, so you saw the other side? He goes, yeah, I think I did. Again, I don't know when you're knocked out, when you're, <laughs> you know, when you're not, you know, you start breathing, but he was still knocked out. Do you hallucinate? I, I don't know because I've never been on that side. You know what I mean? Wow. I've never stopped breathing. And then, you know, I told my producer afterwards, hey, we got to get this tape to all the networks. And I saw his face turn white. And he's like, I didn't hit the record button. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But, but Reggie, you know, recovered, doing well. And yeah, yeah man. I, and then I, that was the Barry game. I think they kept it going. Didn't Barry get 2,000 against the Jets that yeah, day? I, I think, I think right. it might have been that game. Yeah. yeah man, that's yeah. crazy. I, you know, and yeah. the one thing I said last hour with Frank Schwab, national columnist for Yahoo.com for the NFL, I, I know this is tragic and it's violent in the game and big men and running faster, bigger, stronger. But compared to how many snaps, how many games uh, in the NFL – uh, these tragedies aren't happening every game or every day. Yeah, and they and and huge. The other thing I'm gonna say now is they knew 
they knew the NFL knew that something like this could happen. They are they had their actuaries up there doing the numbers, and they know, like you said, you put the combination of the size of these guys, the speed of the game, the you know the impact and the collision. They knew that something like this could happen that that a player or uh, they actually said that someone would end up or could end up dying on the football field you know so they know this they it's an apparent risk and like i say man it's a risk that you know as a player you just don't think about that you just don't you can't go out on the field thinking about you may get hurt or this may be your last game. You do that. I mean, you're going to be so ineffective. You're right. You are going to mess around and get hurt. So that's something that you put in the back of your mind. But when it's thrown up in your face, when you see it in cold blood reality right there, then you do. You start thinking about some of the things or how blessed you are to uh, to be, you know, be healthy. And just like me, man, 18 years, 18 years, man, one surgery. I mean, I was just so blessed to be able to come out that game the way I've come out of it. And, and, and that's all I can say. That's, that's it, because it is a violent game. Did you think about your mortality when you were playing? Did you and your teammates in the NFL ever talk about it? Nope. Did you, you ever, you, nope. you never thought about it? Nope. Nope, it was never a thought. Never, man. I remember huge. I remember going up to the late, great Leonard Thompson, who was in his 12th year when I came in as a rookie. And I'm sitting over there, and I'm like, wow, man, this dude played 12 years in the NFL. You know, you're looking at that. And I asked him, I was like, man, I was like, man, you've been in the league for 12 years. And he looked at me, and he said, young fella, he said, it's going to go by so fast. He said, you're not going to believe it. Enjoy it. And, man, right then, as a first year, didn't understand it. But, man, he he never lied. Those 18 years I played huge, they went by so fast, man. And that's that career. It does. You know, you come in as a rookie and think you're going to play forever and think, you know, that this, this is your lifestyle. This is the way it's going to be. And like I say, it's one play. Every play, any play, could be your last play out there on the field. So I'm just hoping that he's reco- that he recovers, man. That's what I really, really want. Yeah, I think when we're in our 20s, uh, 30s, we, we don't think about mortality. We don't. And not yeah. just as a football player. It can be no, no matter what you're doing. We, we don't think yeah. about dying. We don't think about death unless something tragic yeah. uh, happens to us or our family and then uh, we'll think about it. But it was interesting to hear you say, as an NFL player, and going back to your days at Florida and even before that high school, that uh, and you get to the NFL, that you never, you never ever thought, like, man, I could die in the field. You nope. know, not once. No, no, huge. It was never a thought. It was never a thought about that. So, I, I mean, and I, I don't know. Maybe I was oblivious to it. Maybe. It was just something you just conditioned not to think about. You know what I'm saying? Because you see injuries all the time. And you think about it, you become immune to stuff like that after a while, to injuries. You know, seeing that happen. But, you know, again, we're talking life and death. 
talk life and death with what went on last night. And no, that's when you do think about it. That's when a lot of these guys, I guarantee you, most of them guys today are sitting back at home because it's an off day. They sitting back reflecting on the game that they playing. They're thinking about him, but they're reflecting on this game that they're playing now. You may have some guys that really put a lot of thought that might have been on the fence maybe retiring or playing, you know, it might be the thing that pushed them over. You never know, but you got a lot of guys reflecting on what happened to that young man and reflecting on what could happen to them today. Did any of the Lions players that you knew, because you were gone, I think, off to Arizona in 97 with Reggie Brown, who had to be resuscitated, stopped breathing with a neck injury, CPR, and that Lions-Jets game at the old Silverdome, did any of those Lions players who you knew ever talk about how that affected them moving forward? Yeah, well, I know, again, I could tell that it did because, of the, the, again, the text that was sent out last night from those 12, 12 of those former players, you could tell you, I mean, I don't I, I can't calculate how many years that's been, but like you said, it's been since 97. And those guys, as soon as that happened to that young man, you know, again, it was reflected. You see, it brought back memories to those guys. So, yeah, you know, openly, no, I don't know anybody that's come out and just said, you know, how they are affected about what happened to Reggie. But you know it has to. I mean, we're still, I'm still affected about what happened to Mike Utley, you know, still to this day. And that's been 31 years ago, you know, still affects us. When I think about we played the same game, almost the same position, played on the same surface, but yet still, why when Mike went to block a guy and the guy, he missed the guy, he fell. He fell perfectly enough to, uh, you know, to paralyze himself. You know what I'm saying? When in a game, I fall, I fell forward so many times. So many times I've, fall, I've fallen like that forward and stuff, and none of that happened. So you just, you know, you just, you, you count your blessings. You really do. Lomas, uh, we'll talk about the Packers-Lions later in the week. I'm going to end the conversation on that. I thought it was uh, really good stuff from you, from the heart and honesty and about uh, everything connected to DeMar Hamlin and Reggie Brown and Utley and the Lions. I really appreciate your conversation today on the show, and we'll talk later in the week. I'll get your thoughts on the Lions-Packers, okay? Thanks, Huge. Take care. Yeah, man. I just I, Talking about the game after that was just uh, – I've done this, you know, almost 31 years. It just wasn't the right spot. Just wasn't. And I was going to end it with, you know, five minutes on the game and the matchup, and you could see it just didn't fit. But to hear him talk about, because in the 20s, when we're in our 20s, we think we're bulletproof, don't we? 30s, you do. I, I, I didn't start thinking about mortality until I got into my 50s. Seriously, when I turned 50, even though I looked like I was 30. That's when you start to, th- and then you turn sixty, and you really—not it, it, that it it derails you on your day to day living, but you think about it because you look at your life and you think, "Man, I'm sixty-one. Sure, I, I I look like Fabio's dad, but on a serious note, you do think about it. Think about your kids. You know, I had kids late. My lord, you know and. Legend turns 21, I'll be 67. And part of me smiles and says, Mac Daddy huge in the hissy. 
I have to laugh. Uh, this has been really heavy. But I think it's things we all need to talk about in here. If you missed my conversation with one of our sports medicine insiders, Dr. K, uh, our conversation in regards to heart attacks while playing sports, we'll have that huge replay next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. We played for the thrill, that rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soaring Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass at IU Superfly Hayes, my producer uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. More for your money and kick off the new year with Meyer. Start your wellness journey with buy one, get one free vitamins or supplements and enjoy delicious meals with deals like 80% lean ground beef for $2.99 per pound, Taylor Farm salad chopped kits, two for $6, and lean cuisine or Stouffer's frozen meals, just $2.48 with Emperks. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in store or online. Exclusion supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Are you ready? The toughest sport on dirt is back for an all-new 2023 season. Join the party and come watch the Cowboys of the PBR Tractor Supply Company Classic ride the rankest bulls on the planet live at Van Andel Arena, January 27th and 28th. Tickets on sale now at PBR.com or Ticketmaster.com. The PBR Tractor Supply Company Classic at Van Andel Arena, January 27th and 28th. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer as we originate from the Auto Valley Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. Superfly did just update me that Damar Hamlin's GoFundMe for that toy fundraiser for kids at that center is at 4.6 million. Original goal a couple years ago was $2,500. Heart of America, it's real. Latest from Damar Hamlin, still in credible condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Speaking of uh, the medical field, want to bring in Dr. K. He's one of our sports medicine specialists. Get his thoughts uh, on how players uh, have a heart attack while playing sports at all ages, all sports, all levels. Uh, and the Buffalo Bills did confirm that last night that uh, DeMar Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest on the field, was revived, and then transported 
uh, to a local hospital, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Dr. K uh, is standing by here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Welcome back, my friend. Yeah, Bill. How are you? Good. I don't know if you were watching it. I didn't see it live. I started to get the tweets and the text, and then I went to uh, ESPN. Uh, what happened last night from a medical perspective, and I know you're not DeMar's doctor. You weren't there. You're not treating him. You're not in touch with any of his doctors. But what are the causes for an athlete, uh, male or female, any age, any sport, uh, to suffer cardiac arrest while playing in a game? Yeah, good question. And, and obviously our heart and, and prayer and our feelings go out to the family uh, and the teammates and everybody involved in the situation. It's, just, it's horrible just because it's a young, active, healthy person who suddenly is on the ground and, and getting CPR. And that's just, you know, obviously disturbing to, to everyone. And, you know, it's it's rare um, in, in a football player. This is co- collegiate football player. So he's just a bit older than that. But it's about one in 36,000. So it's not zero. And, and so while very rare, it, it can happen. And I don't know if this is what happened, like you said, in his case, but one of the things that can happen, and and I was with you, like you, I wasn't watching it live, and then I I looked at it later when people started getting a hold of me as well, but one of the things that can happen is is a helmet can hit right, in this case, it can be a ball, it can be a bat, it can be a a club, it can be something else, but hits in the the chest area, right at the the right spot at the wrong time, and basically stops the, um, you know, stops the heart, and then they can restart it again, and again, I don't know if that's what happened in this case, but that is one of the things that can happen, and it looked like that he may have been hit sort of in, in that, in that region that that could have happened. The other thing is, is despite all the testing and, and I know there's a, there's a good uh, protocol in the NFL to try to screen for cardiac diseases and disorders that no matter how good a screening program is, is that sometimes there could be an underlying heart issue that, that just wasn't detected. And that's possible that happened in his case as well. Um, obviously, as we know, that we don't know his particular situation right now. Um, hopefully he emerges from it and, he, and he's okay. And we might know a lot more in a few days. But there sometimes are some underlying conditions that, that just allow, and like you said, it's a cardiac arrest as opposed to a heart attack. A heart attack is often like clogged blood vessels in an older person. A cardiac arrest is just like there's something happens to the rhythm of the heart and it stops. And that's what happened in his case, although we don't know for sure what the cause was in his specific situation. And, and in, in football uh, specifically, and also in the basketball, uh, the myocarditis Last couple of years, uh, that came to the forefront. Now, uh, a lot of people uh, are connecting well, you know, and you get the vaccination versus non-vaccination and look at all the athletes that are just dropping, playing sports. I, I kind of step back and say, look at all of them. It's not like we're getting this story every hour. Right. Again, what we have to do is look at the data. And and as far as I know, there's not been any increase in the risk of sudden cardiac death in any athlete, you know, over the last couple of years. Again, it's very dramatic when it happens. And when it happens at this level, obviously, on a nationally televised game, it's going to it's going to be the you know, as everybody's going to be able to see it. And and so it it becomes sort of very sensational. And, And it is obviously it's very disturbing. But again, the likelihood it happened, and, and there have been some good studies in the last few years that look at it. It's one in 36,000 for, a, for a, uh, a men's football player. This is in college. I know he's a couple years out of college. And it's one in 9,000 for an for a NCAA basketball player. So it's rare, but it's not zero. And it's just because any time that we're doing things that are active, that are good for our hearts, if we have a problem, it, it can surface and it can show up. And it gives, again, it just is very dramatic in a, in a young person. But again, I don't know of anything. We're obviously something that we're all watching very closely with all everything going on, COVID, 
non-COVID vaccine, everything that's going on, but there's been no uh, increased risk uh, that we've seen so far over the last, you know, two years of, of people having sudden cardiac uh, arrest playing sports. And the last two years in connection to myocarditis, which is an infection in the body, and that can lead to some heart issues. Uh, you also have the West Leonard story that I talked about in the opening, and we've seen it uh, with a lot of athletes uh, who just have a heart attack and they have an enlarged heart. Uh, the Ryan Fisher story out of Granville is another one. Because, uh, again, that's on that checklist uh, of, of you're connected to the heart, which really is your body's motor. And from myocarditis to inflammation of the heart, which they can't discover until somebody passes away, there is a checklist uh, when it comes to heart issues in athletes. Absolutely. And like you said, this has unfortunately happened before COVID. It's going to happen after COVID. And myocarditis is something that, and again, we're obviously just talking generalizations here because I have no idea what, you know, if that's what's going on. But it, it can happen. You, If you have a viral infection of any type, it can spread into the heart and it can cause a problem. And that's, you know, not COVID. That's just virus and, you know, type of thing. So, and it's happened before and it will happen after. Um, so, but it's certainly something that given the where we've been the last two years and, and with the vaccines and with the, you know, COVID being out there, it's something that is being looked at significantly. I mean, you remember back at the beginning, we talked about it, all the MRI studies that the Big Ten was doing, which really helped um, help us to see what was going on with people that were getting COVID and getting vaccines. And so really we got a lot of information in a short period of time due to, you know, kind of athletes playing sports. And so that has been very helpful as we've worked through this over the last couple of years. And I mentioned Wes Leonard, Ryan Fisher, I think both died from enlarged hearts, which is something that you can't really see uh, with an echogram, right? From a doctor's perspective. Right. You'd have to catch it if their heart, if they had an echogram and then it was heart enlarged afterward, if, if they did get a viral infection or something, then it, it'll enlarge after you have the echocardiogram. So it can pick up an enlarged heart. But again, if something happens after someone has an echocardiogram and then they get sick or something happens, then yes, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been there when they did the echocardiogram. And unless you do an echocardiograms, you know, once a week, these things can go undetected. And the ADs, uh, like the West Leonard Hard team, after his death, uh, Ryan Klingler, who was his coach at Fenville at the time, uh, the Leonard family, friends, uh, the city of Fenville, they all got together and they raised money for AEDs. Uh, from AEDs at the stadium last night to AEDs in gyms, workplaces, uh, workout facilities, can they save lives? Absolutely. That's the best thing that can do is, is have the ADs available and find them because they are, we'd like to prevent it from happening in the first place, but there's so many, you know, millions literally of kids and adults playing sports across the country and more than that around the world that to try to find them. And, and there are screening things to do to try to do that. Is you're, you're looking for, at millions of people, but the ones who actually have a, a cardiac arrest, if there's something nearby an AED, it absolutely saves lives. So, you know, if, if we learn one thing out of this, it's make sure your school has an AED, make sure your facility has an AED, make sure it's working, make sure it's, uh, you know, uh, someone's monitoring it because that is the best way because this is going to happen as we go forward. No matter what we do, this is unfortunately going to happen. And the more prepared we are, the better we are going to be able to save lives. Is there any study on how many lives are saved with an AED in the vicinity in the building compared to not having an AED? I think there are. I got to look it up and I'll, I'll, I'll do that and I'll, and I'll get you the information you can share it if you want to. But I know there are and I know there's been saves here in Michigan. I'm on a task force that looks at that. So I'll see what data we have regarding um, regarding that because it absolutely sa does save lives and I'll see what the data suggests. 
And something that happened last night uh, with DeMar Hamlin, when the public saw CPR being administered, you know it's something serious when it comes to a medical uh, situation. And I think it's important now uh, for everybody, uh, you know, I would think, what, 10, 11, 12 years and up, uh, to go to a CPR class. Absolutely. Right along with the AED is getting CPR trained because it's something that we can all do. And there's now a no breath CPR, meaning you don't have to, you know, sometimes people are like, well, I don't really want to give two breaths and, and that's kind of, you know, weird or whatever. Now it's hands only CPR, it's called. And that's something that you, like you said, anywhere uh, 10 and above that should be able to, to perform that. And we know that there's kids and adults who have done that along the way as well to save lives. So a- AEDs, hands-only CPR, this is the time to to, um, to make sure we're all uh, know where the AD is and know how to do CPR. Dr. K, thank you so much for the update. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Talk to you later. Yeah, Dr. K, one of our sports medicine insiders, one of the top sports physicians in the state, part of the University of Michigan Health West team uh, here in the Grand Rapids area. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500, plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment in only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It is time to check in with the fun governor, Tim McCullough, from the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. He is standing by live. How you doing, Timmy? Enjoying the day, Bill. Hope you are as well. Yeah, a lot going on. I love some of your Facebook Live videos of all the great acts you had over the holidays at Soaring Eagle. Uh, we'll get to the concert schedule on the indoor side and even an outdoor show being announced. But let's talk about the giveaways and promotions at Soaring Eagle. 
Let's do it, Bill. I appreciate the Facebook shout-out, by the way. Uh, Piggy Riches, Fridays in January. Make sure you come out and hang out with us from 7 to 11 p.m. Hourly drawing, so your chance to win a ticket piggy bank and win your share of $22,000 in cash and premium play prizes. One lucky Access Club winner could win the grand prize piggy worth $10,000 in cash. That's right. $10,000 in cash. All you do is come out on Fridays in January. Hang out with us. Have a good time. And uh, you could be just that lucky. And then, of course, our $160,000 Winter Blast promotions in January Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. This is the way it works. You can win your share of $160,000 in cash and premium play. Winners increase each hour, which is important, from 7 to 10 p.m. Each winner, uh, each winning $1,500 in premium play. Then at 11 p.m., one lucky access club member will win $25,000 in cash. So a whole lot of cash going away there. And I want to give a quick shout out uh, Sunday, January 8th for Elvis. You can earn and win. Uh, Elvis's birthday is on January 8th. We're going to have some uh, impersonators running around the building. You can come out and have some fun with us on Elvis and uh, get on the floor and uh, just enjoy all things Elvis if you're into that. Bill, are you an Elvis guy? Yeah, I love the little Elvis that's popping up everywhere at Soaring Eagle. I appreciate that. So let's get to the show. It's January 21st. We got Puddle of Mud and Hinder. Ought to be a great rock show, so make sure you get your tickets. A few tickets are still available, so get them while they last. Also, Chris Young, February 4th, great country artist. Uh, make sure you get the tickets. And this is one of my favorites right here, John Michael Montgomery and Rodney Atkins. Great show, February 25th, 8 p.m. Be there. You won't be disappointed. Great, great uh, country music. Uh, I'm a fan. And then also Chicago, May 5th. Uh, that's a big deal, 8 p.m. Baca and Pasta is back March 11th, 6.30 p.m. Get your tickets for that. And then you were talking about outdoors. Drunk or Dreaming Tour, Kane Brown with special guest Chris Lane and the Relentless Road. Uh, make sure you check those guys. That's going Thursday, August 3rd. Kane Brown in the house. That's a whole lot of fun. That kicks off at 7 o'clock. Always doing good stuff. I had a great interview with Pam Tillis uh, over the holiday, and that, that was a lot of fun. Just a lot of great music. Music from Flow Rider. We, we just had a blast. Huge New Year's Eve bash. I want to thank everybody that came out and was part of that. Our black and white party, uh, that went off. And uh, just, just a whole lot of fun. Looking forward to the new year, Bill. You can download the Eagle Access app and also go to SoarinEagleCasino.com. Tickets, all the promotion shows, uh, everything that Timmy just mentioned, available 24-7 at SoarinEagleCasino.com. And also download the Eagle Access app. Don't forget about their sister property, the Saganine Eagles Landing Casino and Hotel in Standish, Michigan. For those of you listening right now in 100.9 FM, Tim, always good to hear your voice. Happy New Year. Look forward to another great year together with Soren Eagle. Uh, it's always a pleasure, Bill, and I, uh, I appreciate all your efforts and everybody listening. Uh, be safe out there, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, keep interviewing the big stars on that Facebook Live. You and Pam Tillis look like you're ready to do a, a country song <laughs> together. I, 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 I was ready. I don't know if she was ready, but I definitely was ready. Now, it's a lot of fun, and uh, it's great to have that access and share it with the guests, you know? Yeah, a lot of good things happening at Soren Eagle and Mount Pleasant. Timmy, we'll talk in seven days. All right, Tim McCullough, the fun governor, check it in from Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant. Book your getaway today. Go to SorenEagleCasino.com and also download that Eagle Access app. Superfly, uh, it wasn't the easiest show to enter today uh, off of DeMar Hamlin and the story from last night. And he did a great job. Thank you. I thought uh, Dr. K. 
uh, sports medicine specialist for the Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Uh, he was fantastic. If you miss that interview, it's up uh, right now on the podcast. Just search the Huge Show uh, wherever you download podcasts. Lomas Brown. We we never even got to the Packers and the Lions on Sunday night in Green Bay. It didn't fit. Uh, his thoughts on Hamlin, who remains in critical condition in Cincinnati, still fighting for his life, and America United. And it went beyond sports. Uh, just uh, cheering for DeMar Hamlin to get through this. And it's a beautiful thing when people come together. It really is. And there's just no BS. And, and Lomas was as honest as I've ever heard him. So if you miss that interview, just search The Huge Show, uh, where you download podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. We are everywhere. Uh, if you miss the show live, either on your local Michigan Sports Network affiliate at thehugeshow.net or on the iHeart app. You can listen anywhere in America that gets mobile service. Just search The Huge Show. Easiest way, though, with the podcast. Uh, just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and listen on your schedule. To everybody across The Huge Show in Michigan, we'll talk tomorrow at 3. Big. Bad. Huge.